Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Corey. And today we are going to share some data that we have gotten from a project that we recently did with a client. You know, all the time, um, you know, we're making marketing messages. And a lot of times when we're doing a marketing message, we are being a little like reactive or, you know, we come up with what we think sounds right and what um, we think the audience is going to um, react to. But in reality, we don't often spend a lot of time talking to our patients. And so we had a practice that came to us and wanted us to do some surveys of their existing patients. And then through that, we were able to sit down one-on-one with right at 100 patients at this particular practice and start talking to them about how they choose their providers, what's important to them with their healthcare, and just got a lot of really good data. Wouldn't you say, Corey, that just came out of that, that we're able to now be proactive rather than reactive when it comes to messaging? Yeah, there was a lot of really interesting kind of, uh, not only data, but just sort of tidbits and anecdotes and stories that we picked up from that, which I think is helpful when it comes to crafting a marketing message. And then in addition to that, I think it's worth pointing out that as we were sort of teeing this up and getting ready to go ahead and line up the focus groups and everything, we were going back and forth with the practice and they were saying, okay, well, I really like this word. And we were saying, well, we kind of think it's this word instead. Like why? And then as we were doing that, we were like, why don't we just press pause on that for a second? Because we're going to go ask the patients to really see what matters. And I think if you zoom out from that, it's indicative of the entire sort of conversation that we're having is instead of just assuming we know what people want to hear, let's just go ask them and then make decisions from there. Well, especially when you consider that everybody's connected at any, you know, every moment of every day. And there's no reason you can't be going to your patients or going to a particular audience and just asking them the question. People are very open to providing you feedback if you ask in the right way. We happened to go into a live setting in the patient setting and sat down with about 100 patients. And so it took us um, a full two days and then it took us a couple days to pull all the data back together. But this will be the data that we really lean into in 2020. Um, it's, it's a piece of a larger puzzle. So let's go ahead and get started with this. So basically I already said it was about 100 patients and the bulk of the audience here um, for this practice were patients from 55 to 75 plus. So um, which is to be expected, this, this practice is in an area where the demographic is a, a little bit older, more retirees. And also because we were there during the day, that um, it wouldn't be the time that your younger folks would necessarily be in this practice. And so the bulk of our audience, um, I'm going to say 70% were in that 55 to 75 plus range. Yeah, and that's interesting because it lends itself to a lot of the other data. So for example, one of the questions 
was which brand do you prefer? And then we showed uh, a fast food logo and then a local kind of mom and pop restaurant. And um, it, they, were, they were closer than I would have thought that they were, but they uh, did prefer the fast food brand. And part of the reason as we were having the discussion with them is um, due to some of the, the stability and knowing that you can walk into this place and you're going to get the same hamburger every single time. And um, that, that stability factor sort of rears its head as we go through the data. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting because I thought that because we're constantly talking about, you know, the value of an independent medical practice that, you know, that a mom and pop restaurant would have permeated higher than a national chain. And the same type of thing, we looked at it from like local restaurant versus national chain, but then we also looked at it as like one-stop specialty shop versus a big box retailer that you could walk into and get everything under the sun. Um, kind of think about it in terms of independent physician group, you know, versus hospital. Do you want to go to a place where they do everything or do you want to go to a place where they specialize? And over um, overwhelmingly, the audience said, I just want a place that I can walk into and know that everything is taken care of by about 75 to 25%. Yeah. And, and again, going back to uh, small local independent versus uh, big national that uh, when asked what's most important to you, 67% of them said stability. So being able to, uh, like you said, kind of walk in and know what you're going to get. And like I mentioned earlier, just kind of knowing that that same hamburger is coming off the line, that really mattered to them. And I think part of that is going back to the, the age demographics, you know, they're a little bit older, so they're not, they don't care so much about innovation and change. They don't get excited about that like the younger generation kind of does. They just want to know that they're going to, you know, they're going to walk in, they're going to get what they expect, and that's perfectly fine. Absolutely. So one of the next questions that we asked is, do you, do awards earned by the practice matter and when choosing your provider? And I really thought that awards were going to matter more. And 63% of the respondents actually said, no, awards don't matter to me. I'm really happy about that answer because um, as a practice administrator, marketing professional, I'm sure that you as a listener, you get this all the time, but uh, you'll see those emails that come across from different like US News and World Report and other organizations like that, where they just say, hey, buy this $400 plaque because you won this award. And I don't know about you guys listening, but for us, a lot of times clients will come to us or the physician specifically and say like, is this a good idea? And I'm really excited to have some of this data to say like, it doesn't matter, do not waste your money. If you wanna spend $400, then we can turn around and do it on some sort of measurable ad campaign like Google Ads or something like that where we can prove some ROI and not just have this dusty plaque in your office. So I was really excited about that data. <laughs> I was too, and I think that, um, you know, it goes back to if we did the survey with doctors, I think it would matter. You know, it yeah, becomes absolutely. It's the vanity metric and whatnot that goes to it, but it didn't matter to the patients, which was fantastic. So then the next one was we wanted to understand if patients care how involved the practice is in their particular community. And um, for us, for this, for the survey data, um, just under, just under 60% said no. So it's pretty much a wash, I think. Like, you know, I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how involved the practice is in the community. Patients are either going to come here or they're not. 
But uh, one thing that I thought was interesting too, one of the other questions was, does years of service in the area matter? And 75% said yes. So if there's someone new coming into your backyard, know that they're never gonna be able to catch you in terms of how long that they've actually been in the community. So I thought um, that's really interesting because when you're, again, thinking about crafting some marketing messages, um, depending on how long that you've been in a community, it might make sense to start saying, you know, since 1985 or whatever the year is, because uh, that does matter. Yeah, I think that's, that's really valid. Um, and it's interesting, you know, it, it doesn't matter because it's an older audience or does it matter because be. you feel like there's stability with it? Exactly. Yep. So the next one is, um, where do you hear or see most of the advertisements that you're exposed to? So I, I wasn't surprised on this one. Almost 50% said TV, um, especially because it's an older, pub, um, an older audience. And then 22%, however, said that they are exposed to ads on the internet more so than anything else. Hey guys, Corey here, co-host of the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast, and I wanted to interrupt this episode just for a minute to tell you about Insight Training Solutions. So Insight Training Solutions is an ongoing employee engagement and training platform for your medical practice, meaning employees can log on and take these medical practice-specific trainings whenever and wherever they are. And each training is meant to increase employee engagement, improve practice reputation, and develop some patient service mindsets. If we're being honest, something that we all know some of the employees may lack. Not uh, calling anybody out by name, but uh, one of the cool things about Insight Training Solutions is they're always developing new content. And they just released 10 Steps to a Phenomenal Patient Experience, where you'll learn how to create a phenomenal patient experience, strengthen job security, and discover customer service secrets for your entire team. So this course is in addition to the other ones they already have, which include communication across generations and how to understand today's multi-generational workforce and how to develop overall patient experience. This is another course, the new approach to customer service. We've also got eight ways to wow patients and you can sign up for a free trial to see what everything is about. Uh, at InsightTrainingSolutions.io. That's InsightTrainingSolutions.io or just Google Insight Training Solutions. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, and I would think that's when they log on. Um, if they're older, um, and by no means is, is this uh, meant as like a blanket statement, but a lot of older folks, they are, are on Windows computers and when they hop on, the first thing that they see is the Bing homepage. There's a bunch of stories on there. There's a bunch of ads on there. And we know that because we have Google Analytics tied to a lot of different websites and we can see um, the ages of folks that are on the websites and what browser they're using. And just by default, they um, typically don't change where they, the uh, home page is when they open up the browser. So a lot of ads are exposed there. And then, you've, of course, you know if you're a grandparent, you're looking through social media and you start to see the sponsored content on there when you're looking at pictures of the grandkids on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's just interesting. It, it, it would be interesting to have this data from a couple of years ago and to see how it changes into the next couple. So the next two, I think, um, are really relevant for a lot of the practices that we work with. 
especially when you look at practices trying to extend their hours or to, to allow for walk-ins versus people having to schedule an appointment. So given the option, would you prefer a walk-in or to schedule an appointment? And overwhelmingly, by 70%, um, the focus groups said they want to schedule an appointment, which just says a lot. And then the, the follow-up is, do you prefer to schedule that appointment on the phone or online? And um, we only had about 30% that said they would prefer to do it online. But that kind of goes in with this older population. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I bet that because the population here is older, if you were to ask these same two questions to a younger generation, the answers would be flipped on both questions. So, yeah, would you prefer a walk-in or to schedule an appointment if you're a little bit younger? I bet they'd say walk-in. And then how do you prefer to schedule an appointment? I bet they'd say online over phone. Yeah, it, I, I know for me, I would prefer to schedule an appointment, but I want to do it online. I do not want to get on the phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. All right. So when choosing a doctor, rank which matters most by importance of you. And so um, overwhelmingly, it's are, are, is the doctor in your provider network? Nothing surprising there. Not surprised at all. Um, I was surprised by only 5% of people said access. You know, like the convenience factor didn't really matter, but 27% said qualifications and credentials. Yeah, and, and outcomes really didn't matter either, which I thought was really interesting because you would think that, um, you know, obviously, yes, I want them to be in my insurance network. I want them to be close to home. That was another one that didn't really matter where I thought it would make a, a big difference. Um, and then you want them to be good at what they do, right? So outcomes would matter, you think? And, and I just wonder if it's because of the way that the, the question was kind of laid out that they're thinking that, or is it more just because they say, okay, so Dr. X went to uh, Stanford, so obviously he's a good doctor, and then they just sort of fall in line with that expectation. Um, I'd like to do a little bit more digging there, but it, interesting from a top level that uh, the answer is kind of, there was such a widespread between what mattered most. Absolutely. So then the follow-up is another kind of rank what matters. When choosing a doctor, rank which matters. And overwhelmingly, patient reviews and customer service are you know right there at around 90%. That's what matters most to people. So they're checking online for reviews and they're seeing what kind of customer service that they can expect, which really like drives home a lot of the things we're doing, which is why I'm excited about that. Yeah, a lot of the, the messaging and the marketing and the things that we focus on for a lot of clients, uh, we call it the patient forward marketing. So we're, we're talking about patient reviews and how to improve the patient experience. And these numbers really back that up. So um, to pat ourselves on the back, that was a good one to see. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, they, they looked at um, two practices side by side. They were asked to choose between a practice that had a five had five stars, but they only had one review, versus a four star practice with 112 reviews. And overwhelmingly, by 72 percent, they chose the four star practice. So I think that tells us that our patients are becoming more intelligent on how these reviews work. And so there's there's a lot of merit that goes into a lot of weight that goes into choosing a practice based on the reviews. 
Right. I mean, the quantity of reviews, I think, sort of inherently says, oh, they're more trustworthy, even though they're not rated as high, because this is only one. And as the older generation starts to notice these things that trickle down, you know, it, it's obvious that younger folks would immediately put that together as well. So it's nice to see that the entire um, sort of age population is on board with this and understands what these numbers mean. Yeah. And then so the next question, which was awesome, I think, is which matters more? Top Doctor by US News and World Report, because we all see the advertisements everywhere from some of the big hospitals, or verified patient reviews. 96.3% said verified patient reviews. They don't care about the Top Doctor awards. What they care about are what other potential patients and people in the community are saying about the provider. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, then next one, where do you get information about your doctor? 48% said they get info um, from their primary care physician. Yeah, and to me that says that it is still important to have some sort of physician liaison or someone that is going to market your physicians to their peers and their referral partners in the area because the drop off from primary care physician to the next highest category, which was social media, is pretty high. So it's a 28% difference uh, from primary care physician down to social media and then followed by word of mouth, internet search and friends and family. Yeah, but I think if you, if you, I think we're getting closer and you're starting to see a shift. So if you look at social plus internet, because really I'm, I'm going to classify those as the same. I know the client wanted to separate them. Then you've got, you know, 32% is the next category and it's getting closer and closer to a PCP. But again, this is an older population. So right. they're probably getting it from their PCP and you've got to make sure that you're in network. And then yes, you know, things matter like customer service and reviews, but it's all coming from that original PCP. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Awesome. And then it's kind of the final thing because we're not going to do all of them, but for this particular practice, you know, we, we basically said like, all right, everything aside, how did you actually hear about this practice? And overwhelmingly, internet search was um, internet search and then like families and friends were the highest that were out there. And interestingly for this practice, um, they said radio and TV and the practice doesn't advertise on radio and TV. So I'm not sure how much I trust all of the data, but you know, it kind of backs up everything that we have been working for, um, working towards with our patient forward approach. And it just, you know, leans into reinforcing the strategies that that we've already got in place. So the data was really good, and um, I think it's a, it's necessary to take a step back and ask your patients what it is um, that's important to them, so that when you're putting together a marketing plan, you can be proactive rather than be so reactive. Yeah, I mean, these were 15 of the like 40 something questions I think that we had for them. And I would say that obviously you don't need to create some sort of like big in-depth focus group where you're meeting off site and you're providing lunch and all of these other things. It doesn't need to be like that, but it, it might make sense as you're preparing for 2020 and 2021 uh, to basically, if you can carve out a little bit of time to just basically walk out in the office and ask some of the patients 
um, what they think, what they're hearing, and start to collect some of this data, even anecdotally, so you can make informed decisions about your marketing, your not only your budget, but also your messaging. It's pretty simple to do, and the answers will really help guide you as you're trying to figure this stuff out. You don't, you don't have to do it blind. Just go ask the people that are you know, the, the butts and the chairs. <laughs> Absolutely. Butts and chairs, social media, your email list. Um, we're we're going to, I'm really bullish on focus groups this year. So we're going to do focus groups with employees this year coming up. You know, it's time to start asking people what they think and stop assuming that you know. Yeah. And you don't have to overthink it is sort of my, my, my big point is you can start this like today. You can go out there right now and do this. That's right. So I think this is a good place to end it. Um, With that, thanks for joining us. I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. And we'll see you next time on the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. Thanks for coming. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.